Hey everyone, it's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O soldajanero.com and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Oh yeah. Give me your pot. Give me your pot. Give me your pot. Give me a pot. creamer, you got the best of me. But I just keep on tearing incessantly. Oh, why did you have to rub your cream on me? I should have known right from the start. Match future be my pot. Welcome, everybody, to Natribute. Welcome to Natribute, the beauty podcast where we have fun, we laugh, and we gab. We talk about everything. We talk about what makes us feel beautiful. We talk about how we take care of ourselves. We talk about the rituals that make us unique. And we talk about neck cream. I am not your guest. I am your guide. I am your host, Jackie J, the beauty talk shock shock, your queen of creams, the host with the most serums, the freshest fridge on the West Coast, your favorite over 30 niche influencer, your kooky Southern Jewish aunt. Yes, I'm adding Jewish into that. I recently have joined the Jewish faith. So I am now your kooky Southern Jewish aunt, and I'm really excited about that. In fact, as I record this, I just made hamantashen cookies. They just came out of the oven. So... Be checking those out on the gram. But we're not here to talk about me and my cookies, okay? Today on Nashville, I have a wonderful author here. On Nashville, we say, you deserve to be happy. I yell that at y'all every episode. I say, cream your neck. These are calls to action because I want all of my honeys to feel empowered in their self-care. And that is what Nashville is about, exploring self-care. What does it mean to each of my guests? We cover all kinds of things. We talk about neck cream, serums, laser hair removal. But there's a lot of other things to self-care other than that. Things that we don't talk about as much. They aren't as glamorous. Like, you can hit rock bottom in life. And what do you do to get yourself off the ground? There's a lot of steps involved in that. My guest today has written a memoir and a self-help book all about her journey down that road. And it is a call to action, much like the work I do. It is called Buy Yourself the fucking lilies, and other rituals to fix your life. You deserve to be happy. You deserve the lilies. Which is why her work resonates so much with me. I know it will resonate with the honeys as well. On paper, I'm just going to give you, she's going to go get into it, but I'm just going to give you a little backstory. So on paper, she was a flourishing, young, successful comedy executive, but people didn't know that she was self-medicating her chronic anxiety because she was avoiding processing a lot of trauma. She was a... And one day she decided to start the journey to truly take care of herself and save her life. And she documented and broke it down. Everyone can learn from this. I've read this book and I very much enjoyed it. And it moved me a lot as a person who's, you know, had their own mission on this. And we all have. So we're going to talk about this. We're going to talk about serums. 
please welcome author, playwright, Hollywood executive by day, self-care advocate for life, Tara Schuster. Welcome, honey, to Natribute. Wow. Jackie J. I, first off, am starstruck to be here with you. I am a huge, huge diehard fan of yours. I'm a listener. I'm a, I'm a follower. I'm, oh I consider my myself goodness. a honey. You um, are a honey, honey. You are. I am so thrilled to be here. And that intro, oh my God. I'm gonna, I won't like, lie to you. Whew. I won't. I won't lie to you. I, I'm known for my intros, but that one was particularly fire. I, that, I do feel was. I've hit a groove today and, <laughs> uh, and it was great. But Tara, thank you for being here. I mean, you've been on my list forever. I've had several emails from honeys that want to hear from you. Oh, I'm so excited. I mean, so excited to be here. I, you know, people can't see me, but I have on a red lip. Oh, I, honey, I the did. Fi- the face is beat. I did literally everything and thought about you as I did it and my routine and what serum I was I using. I mean, the background is on point. Thank Somebody you. color coordinates their books and I appreciate that. <laughs> I mean, everything's working today. Oh my goodness. I'm thrilled to be here. Well, let's get into it, shall we, Tara? Yeah. Please tell me what type of skin do you have? First question every guest gets. Okay. So I have combination, and I'd also say very forgiving skin. That's lovely. Very forgiving. Like, it it's not sensitive. I could yeah. switch between products, and there's really never that much of a difference. So, like, sensitive and forgiving. My skin is very forgiving. You know, it sort of reminds me of the resiliency you've shown in your book. <laughs> I mean, not, you know, is it too I early to that. tie the book in? No, I, really, I love that. I love that. You know, forgiving, we all must forgive in order to thrive. Yeah. I, I mean, it's actually one of the most self, one of the most important things you can do in your own self-care is to be gentle with yourself and to silence the frenemy within that horrible critical voice that's always tearing you down. So even with my skincare, I just got some blemishes that I'm, you know, like not thrilled about. But instead of thinking every time I look in the mirror, like, uh, like instead of getting really, really tense about it, I think to myself, well, my skin's going to heal. This is going to pass. This is going to be good. But it's I actively talk to myself in a soothing way because I have, I had no practice doing that. So everything was a problem to be solved. Your skin's a problem. This is a problem. So it, Fix it's really, that cow lick. Ex- it liter- like exactly. <laughs> and I do have that cow lick. So now I try to think of my skin as what's good about my skin. It's very forgiving. It's, you know, not temperamental. I try to really think, reframe everything through yes. that lens. Beautiful answer. Maybe the most beautiful answer I've ever gotten, to be honest. Well, I mean, I have been listening intently, thinking about how can I oh, do this interview. We love a prepared guest, Tara. <laughs> we love a prepared guest. <laughs> so you might know the new question I've been asking. What is the first beauty product that you remember in your life? First beauty product you ever bought or used? Do you remember? It is a toss-up, but I don't know which came first. I think it was called Soft Love or Love by soft, it was a pink perfume, Ooh. like a like a, a really delicate, dusty, almost like smelled like talcum powder. I want to say, Ooh. yeah, it, it was either that perfume or a Bath and Body Works mist 
But mm-hmm. I, I want to say the flavor was like white raspberry. Or was something. it sun ripened raspberry? It may well That's, have been. That it was, was a something, popular one. Okay, maybe it was that because it was something like raspberry in the raspberry family. Yes. It was most likely sun ripened raspberry, <laughs> a very popular scent. Yes, I, that I believe shit that was, was it. so. I mean, listen, no shade to Bad yeah. and Body Works. It literally was like toxic to my nose. <laughs> like it was yeah. so powerful. I mean, looking back, even the packaging, like these bright things yeah. with like hyper real uh, flowers and raspberries. And I mean, it was all a disaster. Yeah. Like, a I mean, that freesia scent, I feel like I yeah. have like t- <laughs> stress from it's so powerful. Yeah. I mean, remember walking in. When oh, I when I was God. coming of age, yes. the gift basket of Bath and Body Works was the gift to give and receive, and they were like like fluorescent. Oh <laughs> like, yeah, and that those that was like such a bounty. That was oh, like I remember yeah. my sister and I got one from my aunt one time. It was the vanilla scent, which is oh. probably the least aggressive. Yeah, right. And we were like, oh. Aunt Michelle's going to flip her shit for this. <laughs> and I bet she did. I bet she did. I bet she did. Okay, I threw in an extra question for you. I've never asked Ooh. this. Oh, I'm so excited. Because you're an executive, you know, I, I, a lot of my friends, we're like on the other side, you know, we're like trying to suck up to executives all the time. So what is your favorite like drink, non-alcoholic like snack drink in LA like what is the lady on the go head into the office what does she get on the way to work okay in LA I'm gonna go with a oat milk latte is my go-to of historical note I would also say I used to rock a half mocha half vanilla no sugar added ice blended with a shot of espresso at coffee bean Nice. I was the bitch. That's a taking, powerful. That's like, a powerful lady drink. Like it was like a ten minute order, and everyone's like, "Dude, can we all move on with our lives?" And I'm like, "I cannot because no. it must have the espresso shot in it. The coffee extract on its own will not do. I need that you know, espresso." If anyone Tara gave you hate for that, they ordered it right after you. <laughs> Truly. Like they were like projecting their own insecurity yeah. about ordering a powerful drink. Yeah. Because I honestly I think that's wonderful. Big drink. And that's energy. such a good answer. I just feel like I miss being out and about and like getting a drink. I know. It's it doesn't that sound I was actually saying to a friend recently, like I don't really drink alcohol, but what I wouldn't give to go to a bar. Oh yeah. And like have someone bump into me oh yeah and, and me not worried about germs just like oh my shoulder <laughs> remember like when b- bars were so crowded you had to like weave through yes yes i i miss i i never knew how much i would miss being in a crowd just right. the body in a crowd oh well who knows one day one i have day. faith i have faith. yeah hope i have a lot of hope Okay, this answer, I have a feeling, is going to be good. No pressure. But, Tara, Uh-oh. this is my last warm-up question. What's your favorite thing about yourself? Well, speaking of hope, it's definitely my wild hope, despite all evidence to the contrary. I don't know where it comes from, but I've always had this thing in me that just wanted to heal, that wanted a better life, and that had had hope that it was possible, even if every real circumstance said, no, 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 no. 
I just had that. So that's the thing I like nourish, nurture. It was given to me by God or the divine universe, whatever you want to call it. That was gifted to me. I did nothing to, to deserve that. And that is what you call resilience. That's what my therapist would say. <laughs> oh, That's resilience. Interest. Oh, interesting. Oh, I love mm-hmm. that. Yeah. Ooh, I love that. Okay, yep. yes. That's yes. resilience, hon. It's that, you know what? I got ground down into the mud yet again. I've got hope that I can get up and shake this off. And I have never had it not work out. It, every time you get back up, like I can't name a time where I was like, well, I really was doomed. Right. That was the action, you know, like that's that just, was the end. <laughs> yeah, it's not the end till it is. And that sounds so cliche. Sometimes, you know, the best things are cliches because they're true. They're true. just true. They're just true, hon. Sometimes there's just some truth to it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beautiful answer. Let's get into our work, honey. Okay. So when I was reading your book, it opens up your 25th birthday. And it sort of inspired the entire book and your purpose of writing the book. It was it played out like a movie, and I know you're probably developing this into something because it needs to be seen on the screen, yes. So tell us about that 25th birthday. Don't give away everything, but, you know, tell us about what happened and then when you decided to write the book. Got it. So I... And if you want to give away everything you can, I give you carte blanche. Okay, I'm going to give away a lot. Okay, Because I, I don't know how to be withholding. So... Perfect I, for podcasting, honestly. Right? <laughs> so I woke up the morning after my 25th birthday in my best girl's night out outfit, which at the time was Spanx with mm-hmm. Spanx tights. That yes, double Spanx we double life. up, honey. We double up. In a Forever 21 sequence number. Yes. I've got throw up in my hair, a grilled cheese sandwich lying next to me. I'm like sprawled out in my, on my adult Laura Ashley style floral duvet. And I wake up and I have all these missed calls from my therapist. I'm like, what in the what? Why would Dr. Goldstein be calling me on the weekend? That's super weird. And as I listened to her messages, I realized that I had drunk dialed her. She was trying to find me and that I had threatened to hurt myself. And now what was so, you know, it's upsetting enough to drunk dial her therapist, to be that out of control. But this was a Eastern European woman who was like so calm. Every time I ever saw her, she just had like a a cup of tea to her mouth and a placid smile. And in these voicemails, she was really trying to find me. And the worry in her voice made me really worried. And it made me realize that morning, if I don't do something to change my life, I am not going to have much more of a life to live. And so that morning, I kind of realized it's time to get real. I didn't have parents. I had two adults who were my parents. They did not nurture me. I grew up in a neglectful household where things came to die. That has affected me. Because at that point, I had said a lot, well, I didn't have the worst childhood ever. I should be better. I should feel better. I have a pretty good job. I should be better. I have good friends. I was like, seriously, fuck that. There's no way I should or shouldn't be. The truth is I'm drunk dialing my therapist threatening to kill myself. This is my reality. I've got to work on this. And, you know, since I didn't have mentors or like wise parents to ask, how do you clean up your life? 
I just decided to attack it like everything else I had in, in my life up to that point, which was make a Google Doc. You know, I had, because I didn't have parents, really, I was always looking for external validation. So I had always really succeeded at school. I'd gotten myself to an Ivy League college. Now I'd gotten myself the beginnings of this kick-ass career because I was always looking for external validation. Like I was super good at work and super terrible at living. And so I just took that same dogged, like, I'm going to do this mentality to my own self-care and to this idea of reparenting myself. So I started this Google Doc and I just said, I'm going to read memoirs like their self-help books. I'm going to read Nora Ephron, see what she's got to say. Steve Martin, how does he think I should live? I'm going to ask any adult in my vision how they live their life. I, and I'm going to try these things out. And so in the Google Doc, I really, you know, I'd write something like, what are values? What are principles? What are vegetables? You know, genuinely, what are they? Which one should I be eating? And then I would attack it and write my results. And after five years of doing that, you know, I had this 600-page Google Doc, and I was a happy, stable adult, which I couldn't believe. Like, happy? I was shocked I could be stable. And that's when I realized, oh, I have a book to write. So it, it was never, I never set out saying like, I want to write a self-care book. I set out to save my life. At the end of it, I realized I had something that would have been useful to me that I wanted to offer readers. So that's sort of, that was the morning of the 25th birthday and what I turned it into. That is beautiful and so impressive. And I really, truly feel like I wish I would have read this book when I was 25. Yeah. You know, because I was reading, I mean, we'll get to it. The relationship part of the book, I was like, fuck, man, why did somebody <laughs> tell me this? It's just so broken down in such an easy, like palatable way that I'm like, no one has ever said to me, these are what you should look for in a friend. These are the red flags in a friend. It's like, what? Why has nobody done that? Yeah, it's so funny because sometimes I feel like can't, we're just we're going there, just so candid. Like sometimes I feel weird that I wrote a self help book. You know, like yeah. I, it's like a memoir slash self help. But I'm not some wellness expert. I didn't. This this wasn't like, ooh, I'm going to make a career out of this, right? But when I was reading all these memoirs of adults I admired, I would get so angry because they wouldn't just tell me I'm like Nora Ephron okay I get it like this was a very funny essay but like how should I live like right. what what's the what's the key takeaway here Cheryl Strayed this is beautiful this is literary but can you just give me the answer and you know I don't obviously have all the answers but I but I do have the answers that work for me and so I just thought I don't really care if it's, you know, a self-help book and why is self-help a weird category? Like, that's beautiful. You want to help yourself? Oh, like, wow, amazing. What a I concept. Wish, yeah, only yeah, women. There should be no shame in that. Like it, you were saying, some of us didn't have parents to teach us exactly, how to help ourselves, you know? Exactly. And I really think it's such a gendered thing that, like, only women would demean themselves by being like, wait, I'm willing to take responsibility and see that I do need help. That's bad. Self-help is you. bad. You know, so genuinely I'm now I'm very much over that and have like embraced this and I'm like I just want to be there with you. I want to be rooting for people on this on this journey, 
But so that I'm so happy you said that because that's why I broke it down that way was to try to actually be helpful. Yes. Well, I think it's helpful and I think it's empowering to lift yourself off the ground. Yeah. And a lot of us have been through some crazy shit and there's no shame in asking for help, whether it's from yourself or a therapist or anyone like it's hard. Did you have a hard time asking for your needs to be met because they weren't met growing up? Oh, I didn't even know I had needs. Yeah, that's how I feel too. I was just, I feel like I was a doormat. Yeah. I was like a punching bag yeah. in my life for so many people around me. And I just, I would keep standing up and they would keep punching me down and I'd keep standing up. I'm like, boundaries, what are those? T- totally. And then you end up accommodating and trying to make everyone else around you feel comfortable Yeah, I had real difficulty asking for help. First off, because I didn't know I needed it. Second, I had, I had no idea who I was. But you know, it's funny, post writing the book, what I've come to see about needing help is the beautiful gift you give somebody else when you say, I need you. Yes. When, cause think about like when your friends come to you and say, Jackie, I need you. How good does that make you feel that, that you are important to this person, that you matter, that you can be helpful and lift them up right. so, and that they know they can rely on you? It's beautiful. So like literally in asking for help, not only are you strong enough to say the truth, which is we all need help, mm-hmm. but you're also strong enough to give that gift to your friends of they matter, they're important to you. So now I really, you know, I've got no problem asking for help. I ask for help on a daily basis. <laughs> Sorry to my friends. Yeah, I've, I'm in the same boat. I had to learn that recently, semi-recently. Yeah. So we love, honey, we love. We love the book. <laughs> I'm going to throw a quote of yourself at you. Ooh. You are stronger when you give yourself incredible kindness. When I read that, I like almost teared up. I was like, first of all, this needs to be on a mug. <laughs> we need some merch. Will you help me, please? Yes, honey. <laughs> so this is all about your new empowered getting ready routine. Now, mm. we talk about this on Nashville all the time, getting ready, but you've really made it a spiritual event. Can you kind of walk us through like your empowered getting ready routine? Oh, yes. This is one of my chief delights in this life. I am... So thrilled to be asked. Um, so I didn't really have, who has a typical mom? But I didn't really have a relationship with my mom and there was no getting ready rituals. So by the time I was in my early twenties and I had a roommate who was really close with her mom, what I realized is they had all this cool stuff they did together. And at first I was really defensive. I was like, well, I don't need a manicure. Like that's stupid. And what I've noticed with myself is when I get judgy or finger pointy at something, it's probably something I want or need or like, oh, I need to explore this. So for me, that was a big, a big bell ring. Like, okay, look at this, give yourself some of this. And so I started to find rituals that worked for me. So maybe like I chip my nails constantly. So maybe like a manicure isn't the thing for me, but taking a really long time to like paint my tinted moisturizer onto my face, that's very much for me. So I call it getting ready like Cleopatra. Yeah. I go full empress on this. I'm burning shit. I've got like a pyre in the background. (laughs) 
of incense. I've got candles, fine oils that I'm like anointing my body with. Like instead of spraying yourself with perfume, what about anoint your body? Yes, honey. Anoint the body. Yes. Like I make it into a full on spiritual experience and particularly in pandemic, that was like something that fell off my, it fell away really quickly because I was just like, what's going on? And now, now that we've been here a minute, I'm bringing it back. And when I, you know, I don't just put a serum on my face. I apply a fine yes. layer. I massage it into my you skin. You anoint your face yes. with the serum, honey. Exactly, exactly. Like I make it a big deal because I'm a big deal. I think we all need to take a minute, particularly in the morning, to remember I matter. It matters that I take time to respect myself. And I'm not, you know, it doesn't have to be about makeup. Again, it's taking care of yourself and doing things that feel pleasurable because we have so much practice feeling bad. We spend so much of our days criticizing ourselves, doing things that we know are not good for ourselves. We have so much practice compromising our own comfort and our own joy. And I think in the morning, as you get ready, it's like the perfect time to say, no, no, no. You know what? I'm going to take a moment and enjoy this tinted moisturizer. I am going to take a moment and when I spray this hairspray on my hair, I'm going to smell, although maybe that's problematic, the wonderful smells of this, of I use the Orbe or however oh, you pronounce yeah. it. That smells and so good. Every time I do it, I'm like, I'm rich. Like, yeah. I'm it's, an actress. It ain't cheap. It ain't yeah. cheap. It is part of the experience. Yeah. Get that smell going. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Exactly. I have the travel size one, but it still counts. Yes. Yes. I just sprayed rose water on my face because I deserve it. <laughs> yes. I love that. Honey. Yes, you do. Okay. I think that's something everyone can really here sometimes i'm so tired i'm like oh fuck i gotta go in the bathroom put my fucking sunscreen on but it's like no honey you get to yes you don't don't have to you get to and the and the more places you can integrate that into your life i don't have to i get to i promise it can change the entire trajectory of your life your overall happiness luxuriating in your morning routine is actually a form of gratitude for this life like, think about it that way. Yeah. And it, ch- it changes the whole game. You know, Tara, I don't know if you're um, clairvoyant or you consider <laughs> but I was literally about to ask you about gratitude. So oh. perfect segue here. Because we're told to be grateful. We're told to exercise gratitude. But, like, sometimes that ain't easy, you know? And so you have some great insight into building gratitude in this book that I thought was really interesting. Could you share it with us? Yeah. It's funny because I was, I just want to be really clear. I was not born grateful. Mm -hmm. I would say if anything, I was born with a giant chip on my shoulder of like, oh, these cards have been dealt. This isn't fair. Other people have more than me. They've got these families. Story, story, story of why everyone else had it better than me. That's where I began. And you know, so I'm on this reparenting journey. I'm looking for ways to change my life. And I went to my best friend's house in Maine on like a little trip. And I, I was like, you know, I don't know. They, they were like very waspy and I didn't really know if I wanted to go, but okay, I'm going to go. And maybe on the first day I'm there, her, I'm having anxiety attack about two guys who don't like me. I'm going in my head crazy 
and like not present at all for the vacation, just beating myself up about how much they don't like me, how unlovable I am, how this is always going to work out this way, you know, blah, blah, blah. And I told them, Eliza and Isabel, I'm just so anxious. I'm like not here because I'm so anxious. And Eliza, who was like one of these people who went to Harvard and then is like, I'm a ballerina. Just kidding. I'm a lawyer. Now I'm going to be a doctor. Like one of these people, you're like, like an L Woods. Yes. Yes. Where you're just like, you're so privileged and like perfect. You don't understand my life at all. She said to me, well, have you thought about a gratitude practice to ease your anxiety? And I was like, have you're you? Like, no, I haven't, <laughs> lady. I, I was like, have you thought about throwing yourself into the ocean? Yeah. <laughs> like, no. And again, that thing we were just talking about, all these fucks boiled up in my blood. Like, I was, mm-hmm. like, angry. And and when we're just talking about this, like, when I get defensive and angry like that, I'm like, oh, you need, you need to explore this. Mm-hmm. So I decided I would try to have like a formal gratitude practice, which just means writing 10 things I was grateful for every day. And, you know, at the beginning, my list was like, you're not grateful. You're a liar. This is a waste of time. You know, they were that level. But as I went on, I realized espresso. I'm really grateful for espresso. It is delicious. Grateful for water. Oh, yeah, water's a big deal. Grateful for my health. Oh, man, my health. Have I been taking my health for granted? And with practice, I started to see, oh, my goodness, I have so much to be grateful for. And the thing that gratitude does is it completely changes the narrative of your life because it goes from this really small sort of like limited problems that I have to, oh, wait a minute. Look at all these things that are awesome that I enjoy on a daily basis. And, you know, I've now been doing this gratitude practice for more than 10 years. Wow. I've written like, I, I'm so bad at math, but it's something like more than 30,000 things I'm grateful for. Wow. That changes your brain. It literally changes the neural pathways of your brain. So if you would like to be at least 10% happier today, I actually can promise you if you start a gratitude list, you can have that. There's even an easier way to do it, which is thank you card writing. Which I love this because I'm a Southern bitch, honey. Yeah. We, love a, we love a thank you note. Yeah, that's that's how I really, you know, when I was growing up, there were no thank you notes. No adult was like, you need to, you know, thank somebody for, for this gift. Yeah. Which, I, you know, I apologize to anyone listening who gave me a gift from the ages of zero to 25. You did not get yeah. a thank you card. And I, I apologize. But now I see thank you cards as like nature's Xanax. Like, if I'm in a bad mood, if I didn't get enough sleep, if something didn't go my way and I need an immediate, like, shot of calm, I look in myself and I find something to be thankful for and I don't just commit it to my own journal. I send it out. I say, I need to see somebody who saw me, who did something that was helpful or, you know, just made my day a little better. And that's a really easy way that you can – and, like – you know, I thought that a gratitude practice, the list was going to be like too cheesy and overwhelming. So if my words, if you're like, oh, gross, I can't do this. First off, remember that we usually reject the things we most need. So like maybe earmark that and then 
perhaps an easier way in is to think about who's somebody I really want to thank that I haven't, you know, there's no expiration date on gratitude. It could be a teacher, a mentor, just like your best friend's mom who was really nice to you growing up. Find somebody to, to give your gratitude towards. And like, I dare you to tell me it doesn't make you feel better. Like, come find me and tell me that didn't work. I'm not worried. Shit, that's some powerful stuff. I'm telling you, like, I can't wait to do a gratitude journal. I've almost done it a few times, but you just convinced me. Yes, amazing. You just convinced me. I did it for like a week after my divorce. Yeah. Because I believe you are a badass told me to do it. Uh, Have you ever read that? Yes, I have. Yeah. I like you're about, it's got some really, I really like her voice. She's like Mm -hmm. so funny and down to earth and there's so much good practical wisdom in that book. That's a really Mm -hmm. good book. It is good. But we're here to talk about your book. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Head over to Hulu this March, where our new shows and movies will keep you streaming all month long. Catch the acclaimed movie, All of Us Strangers, starring Paul Mescal and Andrew Scott. Stream the new Hulu original limited series, We Were the Lucky Ones, with Joey King and Logan Lerman. And... Don't forget about Grey's Anatomy. Every Grey's episode ever is now streaming on Hulu. So, what are you waiting for? Go stream something new on Hulu. Oh, yeah. Let's get into some product stuff just because this is an attribute. Yes, please. And I know you're a listener, oh. so you probably really are excited about this. I have been waiting for this moment my whole okay. life. <laughs> okay, so... We need to hear about the red lip. Yes. We need to hear about the skin. We need to hear about product faves. And, you know, if you have a routine that you're into, we would love to hear about it. And I would kind of like to hear, like, you light the candles, you mm. you burn a pyre, you put on some music. Like, I'm I'm in the mood here. I, yes. I set the tone. Like, yes. walk us through the morning. What yes. are we doing to this beautiful face? So we've got we've got. There's smoke in the air. Oh, there's, yeah. there's maybe some Frank Ocean playing. Oh yeah. Maybe we've got some Beyonce. Those are like the two go tos in the morning. Mm-hmm. So we've got that all going. My first thing I do is I use Tata Harper. The, yes. the and it's an exfoliating, clean, orange scented cleanser yes. to wake me up you know who me- uses that who antony really queer eye if i'm if remembering he- correctly well then if antony uses it i will continue to because yes. he has incredible skin i mean that is one of the most beautiful men i've ever on seen. earth yeah, yeah. i, I want to just give him a lick <laughs> i just want to like, give him a lick you know i want that for you thank you <laughs> <laughs> i think that would be beautiful thank you so I use that on a recent episode of your podcast. You asked, is eye cream a scam? Yeah. And I believe it to be a scam. Okay. I've, we love. I've tried literally every eye cream. I think they're all scammy. Yeah. The only one, and I actually brought my products with me to my table so that I can oh, just honey, really prepare them. She like, is an overachiever. She went I, to I mean, brown, honey. <laughs> Literally, they're all like stacked here. But the Kiehl's creamy eye treatment, the avocado one, I actually do like. I think it, so the tint of it is like a light green. Mm-hmm. And I think somehow that just makes your eye look brighter. So I don't know that it's the cream, I, but the tint definitely works. I really love that. 
The next thing I use is the SkinCeuticals Ferulic CE, which... Okay, the hot dog water. Which when you said this is hot, it smells like hot dog water, I felt yeah. seen. Yeah. I felt really it seen. It smells like ham. Like, yeah. I remember being little and opening up the ham to make a sandwich. That is the <laughs> smell. It is a, not a good smell. I feel like I've been waiting years to say this to somebody it works. Yeah. Of, well, of all the products. Said, yeah. Chemist Confession said it is the standard. It is the industry standard vitamin C. If you are looking for a serum, and my face looks more glowy, it's more even, That this product is actually, it works. Wow. If, that I, I give my 100% endorsement. I cannot mm. recommend a moisturizer right now because I'm, I'm searching. Do you actually yeah. have a moisturizer you like? So my favorite cream of all time is the Osea oh, Advanced Protection Cream. Oh, oh, I just got it. It ain't cheap. I just you know? got that. Ooh, I'm it's so excited. Just, it just works and it's, you know, lovely and it just really goes into my skin. But I also really like Mr. Reliable, which is Chemist mm. Confessions Moisturizer. It doesn't smell like, it doesn't have like a luxurious smell. Like, you know, they're all about ingredients. Yeah. You okay. know, so it's not the most like, for like a ritual where you're like empowering mm. yourself. It's, but it works. Like it really fucking works. Those women know what the hell they're doing, you know? Yeah. But Osea is like my luxurious, like fluffy, delicious cream. Oh baby. I'm almost out. I, pr- I almost use the entire jar and I'm like, fuck, do I not have another one? I think I have another one somewhere. I'm, I better. Yeah. No, I'm going to be fuck. Oh, wait, here it is. Here's my other one. See, this one has Ooh. some left. I have yeah, two. Yeah, you've got a good amount. I'm that bitch. I have one in the bathroom <laughs> and I have one in here because I don't know. I might need it in here. You're worth it. I'm I love it. two creams. Also, this is your this is your world. Yes, these are your tools. These are these are very this, important. Yes, this is my divine. Yes, energy. Yes, yes, yes. I'm so excited because I literally just bought that. I love Osea. Great. It's actually. My my pick for my oh, yes. the anti aging body bomb. I is, have one of those too. Oh my god! It's the best. It, is, I, it makes me feel so sexy. Can Can I tell you where I first found it? I so I Ohio is like one of my favorite places on mm-hmm. earth, and I never get spa treatments because it's still that's like a place where I do cheap out on myself. I'm like, mm-hmm. no it way. Cheap. It ain't it ain't cheap. Did you go to Ohio Valley Inn for one night? Mm-hmm. And, like, I did everything the cheapest you possibly could, except this, they had, like, this, um, it was, like, a body scrub, and then they wrap your, and then they douse you in this anti-aging body bomb. Mm-hmm. O-M-G. I felt, to use your word, the sexiest I had ever oh, yeah. felt. My skin felt like butter oh, and milk. It- Amazing! This is my I mean, favorite product. If you get out of the shower and you, or oh. bath and you emulsify yourself yes. in that, I'm telling you, there ain't nobody <laughs> that that I can't fuck. <laughs> I mean, Anthony, yes. come yeah. on <laughs> in. I mean, it's yeah. no, I agree. And and Osea has a feminine energy. Like the women behind the company, they're like they've been on Ashby before. They're powerful women of the ocean and they're yes. queens. Yes. And I swear you can feel it in the jar. Like you can. I agree. I actually just gifted, I worked with Osea to gift to my readers a self-care package of 
of this and their, I think it's called Salt of the Earth mm-hmm. Body Scrub. And the reason I love supporting them is because it is woman-owned, small mm-hmm. business tied to the ocean. Yes. <laughs> the powerful, mighty oceans. And they're a great company. I mean, family-owned. The, the woman, Jennifer, the owner, like, she just did an Instagram with her skincare routine. And she's in her 60s. And she looks powerful and fresh and gorgeous and i was just like i want to be jennifer i need to follow her i don't thank you for this follow this is this is this is not an osea ad i know sponsor natch boo i believe code natch 10 (laughs) they don't sponsor me and i'm not nad and i'm just saying like of products i love i love them and then i have to tell you that i have rigorously researched all mineral-based sunscreens. Oh, here we go. I am obsessed with sunscreen and I have, I would like to, to make two declarations. Oh, I can't wait for this. Okay. After extensive research and thought, I think the number one mineral-based sunscreen is Marad's Environmental Shields. Oh, hunty. It is, it's light, but it goes into your skin, SPF 50, it doesn't have anything else in it besides titanium and zinc. Like you don't like if you follow my crazy dermatologist, nothing can have like a, and there can't be any chemicals in a, right. in your mineral SPF. I love this. This product is too expensive, but I do like it. The Cypress. Oh yeah, I I had that once. I really liked it. I don't remember. I was given it. Yeah, um, it's too ex- it's too expensive. I know it is. It's really nice though. Oh, it makes my skin like how I use these, and then I also have the Aveeno face mineral. If I'm like going on a hike, or I'm just you know, I don't want to use like my fancy product because I'm just going to sweat a bunch. And then the Bare Minerals Complexion Rescue also has an excellent SPF in it. Wow. Can you tell? I love this type A energy, honey. I love it. (laughs) Can you tell that I've been waiting my whole life for someone to ask me, what products do you have? I love it. Well, you know, as I was just, Chemist Confessions were just on and they really blew my mind with the, with the sunscreen conversation. And I was like, and I I honestly feel like they called me out because I use like kind of a reef brand, like a cool beachy brand. And they were like, those beachy brands, they don't do the research. And I was like, oh, fuck. So like Murad, very trusted brand. Yes. The one you just said. I'm probably going to buy that. I loved on that episode that they were like, Here's the deal. The research yeah. budgets are not enough at these yes. small businesses. Yes, and that businesses. makes perfect sense. Yeah, and like the testing they do, like all the test results can be faked essentially with the SPF. Right. It's like the Volkswagen scandal, but for your for your right. SPF. I have spent too much time thinking about sunscreen, but I feel well, like I now know. I'm impressed. I mean, first of all, you are one of those, you look this is a compliment. I hope you take it as one young, like you have a youthful energy and a youthful face. Thank you. I so do like take that as a compliment. Part Thank of you. that might be because honey took care of her shit. You know, I have always taken care of my skin. It's yeah. like, even when I was in a neglected household where yeah. a family of deer is dying in the pool and the house is sliding off a hill. That story took me out in the <laughs> poodle. I don't even want to talk about the poodle. I can't. Yeah, die. it's a bad. Yes, if you want to hang out with Chooch, you call me because she's amazing. Oh, 
We need to talk offline because I'm yeah. actually trying to set up play dates with dogs yeah. so that I'm not you so would. traumatized about Chuchi, dogs. Chuchi is six pounds mm. and she is a love bug. I mean, she's a, a more of a cat, you know, in terms of like just, but she is my angel and oh, she I literally falls asleep laying down backwards on Ben. Like Aww. she's an angel. You'll love her. Oh, I love that. I yeah. actually, have, I've been spending a lot of time with my best friend's little kids. They're... There are three of them under the age of three, and they got me – I know, it's a lot. They got me a stuffed animal of a King Charles Cocker Spaniel. Well, Chuchi's part Cocker Spaniel, so – I'm coming over. You can't yeah. stop me. I no, I want you to. I think that would be exciting <laughs> for me. And we can test sunscreens out. Yes. Oh, my God. My dream. Test sunscreens with an expert. Please. Oh, Sign honey. me up. I mean, who's who's the expert here? <laughs> I'm not the one with the spreadsheet and all these damn ingredients. I'm impressed. What's your red lip? Your power red lip. So this is the NARS. It's like a creamy pencil. And is it I, Cruella? No, it's. I think it's something with a dragon. I can't mm-hmm. believe I don't know. It's yeah. something dragon. See, yeah. this is where I'm. I've no, that's not okay. I research. At one point, a few years ago, NARS had. It was like the gift, the birthday gift for Sephora. And Cruella was the red. I don't love a controversial statement, potentially. I don't love a matte lip for mm-hmm. myself. Mm-hmm. So what I like about the NARS is that it is not fully matte, but it really like sinks into your lips and then you can apply like a little gloss. It's texture like gets in the lip, which is mm-hmm. what you need with a red because a red will ruin your life if you let it. You can't that let is, it. That is... That is accurate. <laughs> that is accurate. I have a question. Yes. Tara. And feel free if this is too much. Yeah. As I discussed with you a little off mic, a lot of your book resonated with me and sort of my upbringing as well. Have your parents reacted to your book? And if so, <laughs> like what happened? I really didn't want to hurt anybody with this book. Right. I, I'm going to give you like the circle of trust answer because I'm amongst the honeys. Yes. When I was originally pitching this book, there were a lot of people, you know, when you're you're selling a book, you take it to a lot of different publishers and you pitch like, this is what it's going to be. And basically everywhere I went was like, oh, great. It's going to be a disaster memoir. And I was like, no, 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 no. The whole point of this is that You don't have to blame your circumstances. You can rise from them and use them to build better. Right. And I really let that guide me was that I never wanted to blame my parents. I didn't want to pass judgment on them because nobody sets out to neglect their kids. Nobody's like, oh, I really want to screw up my kids today. It's, it's, based on their trauma and what they know and how they can love. And what I ultimately learned is relationships are not personal. People treat you the way they treat everyone else. So we think what our parents like quote unquote do to us is super personal. Like how could it not be? It's not, it's all through the lens of their own life experience. And so with my parents, with my dad, so a year before my book came out, I gave my dad a a copy and I said, I will change any detail, anything that makes you uncomfortable. I love you. And I I have no, I do not want to hurt you. And my dad read it and he said, thank you. I had no idea 
that you were here for all of these things that happened. Wow. Yeah. And so it ended up being a really beautiful experience because he had never acknowledged really the circumstances that I grew up in until I wrote the book. And so I ended up changing nothing. He didn't ask for me to change anything. And it really brought us closer together. With my mom, I don't have a relationship with her and haven't for something like 10 or maybe 15 years. Some like some t- at least 10 years I have yeah. not spoken to my mom, so it was less of an issue. But yeah, I mean it's it it really did bring me and my dad closer together. So for that, I'm really grateful. And I bet he learned some stuff from this book. I bet he probably gratitude journals now. <laughs> he he actually has said that he tries to use practices from the book in his own life. And it's actually like the most happy I get is when I hear how dads, I get sometimes emails from dads who are like, my daughter was reading your book and we are now doing the gratitude practice together. We wrote thank you cards together. And what's so sweet to me about that is even though I didn't have a great relationship with my parents, it's so cool to be a part of other people's great new relationships and and how other people like and by letting me know that readers let me in on something I didn't have. So it's it sounds so cheesy but it's been such a gift to to be able to experience the book through readers, like through their experience and how they're using it. I love that. I mean, that maybe I'll buy this for my dad. I mean, what a great gift for a dad. And it gives them access to like because what is going on in our heads. So dads in particular, I want to just say boomer dads, there's, they've been conditioned to never take care of themselves. Absolutely. Like hundred. Like it's true. such a boomer dad thing. They don't even want to go to the doctor when they're sick. I mean, it's like they need the lilies. Yeah, I, it's true. And it's kind of crazy because like you wouldn't think this like floral covered book would be like good for dudes. I get emails all the time about, you know, I hadn't thought about it that way. I'm starting to use this. I'm starting to take care of myself. We live in a culture that just says you are not worth taking care of. The right. only time you're worth taking care of is if it's tied to some commercial money thing. Like a big vacation to Tulum, like your wedding thing where you're going to spend a lot of money, all of a sudden you're worthwhile, quote unquote, treat yourself. Right. What about the details of your life? What about a sock drawer full of socks without holes? What about a toothbrush that doesn't make you depressed about the morning? What about, you know, these very small mundane details, they actually make up the quality of our life. And that's what I, one of the main things I hope readers take away is by giving yourself those small basic luxuries, you up the level of your whole life. Treat yourself er day. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. That's beautiful, Tara. Oh, yeah. Hey, everyone. It's Jen and Jess from the beauty podcast, Fat Mascara, here to talk about Sol de Janeiro. So many of the beauty experts we interview on our show say that the key to great skin is to treat every inch of your body with the same attention you give your face. One of our favorite ways to do that is with Sol de Janeiro's Beja Flor Elastic Cream, a rich body cream that's clinically proven to boost collagen and has been shown to improve skin crepiness on the chest in just two weeks. Plus, it's scented with Sol de Janeiro's Charosta 68 fragrance. Sol de Janeiro is offering you 10% off your first order on soldejanero.com and free shipping with the code ACAST10. That's S-O 
O-L-D-E-J-A-N-E-I-R-O, soldejanero.com, and use the code ACAST10 for 10% off. Oh, yeah. I want to ask you real quick to just, I don't want to give away your whole book, but there's a story in your book about the coffee maker. Ah, uh, yes. There are a lot of women and young people listening to this podcast. Like my my biggest demographic, crazy enough, is like I want to say early twenties. Oh, interesting. So there's a lot of women, a lot of honeys out there who are starting out in the career world in the workforce. And you know, Tara is a, a very. We haven't gotten into your resume. She's a very successful comedy executive. You know, she like basically developed key and peel among many other tastemaker shows like she, she worked her way up the ladder and this is something that a lot of us have a hard time with so tell us about the coffee maker at the daily show just give us that little anecdote because i think this is good advice okay i would love to so i was my first job in television was i was an intern at the daily show with john stewart what a great fun i mean i don't know if it was a great job but i mean damn that's the jackpot <laughs> of internships yeah i was thrilled and pumped because I had no television experience. I was lucky I got the internship. And the moment I did, what I realized was that a lot of the people around me wanted to get discovered. Mm -hmm. So the other interns were kind of like doing bits and making jokes. I literally like my butthole twinged when I read (laughs) your book because I'm like, honey, welcome to every Groundlings 101 class. Yeah, (laughs) like like, everybody's like big personality. Look how buddy I am. Exactly. And I was like, well, this is not cool. Yeah. And I'm not going to juggle muffins in the morning in the break room <laughs> in order to get the attention. Exactly. Like they were, I feel like doing monologues in front of the executive producers in a misguided attempt to get discovered. I very quickly realized, oh no, the mm. adults are annoyed by that and do not like it. How am I going to make a difference here? And we as interns were very lucky to get to sit down with John Stewart And I'll never forget this, but we're having our intern lunch and another one of the interns asks him, we each get to ask a question. And this guy's question is, what was your first big break? Was the first big thing you got? And John, who I don't know by a first name, John, by the way, just to be very clear, he said so quickly, there are no big breaks, just a series of small little breaks. Your job is to work your hardest and best at each little break. And it was like a lightning bolt to my heart. Oh my God, there's no, there's not going to be a big break. It's all these little things, all these little opportunities. So I thought, what's my little opportunity here at The Daily Show? And what I noticed was that the coffee machine was often broken, out of water, had a ominous, dirty, ominous red light just blinking out of capsules and John Stewart made his own coffee before he went on the stage. In between rehearsal and the show, he made a cup of coffee. Can you imagine being John Stewart and you're about to put on one of the most important shows in America and the coffee machine is, is not working? Is broken or dirty no. or like 
covered in nasty <laughs> grime or whatever. Exactly. I would be fucking pissed. I'd be like, I'm paying everyone in this office and nobody can clean this damn machine. <laughs> no. It's like, I'm changing the culture and nobody yeah. can change the water. Can change the curing pod on for, for this motherfucker. <laughs> exactly. So I was like, okay. This is my first big break. I'm going to make this coffee machine my bitch. I am going to be the master of this coffee machine. So I spent a lot of my time cleaning, fixing, making sure everything around it was beautiful. I bought a similar model at home so that I knew how to actually fix it when it went wrong. I was committed to that coffee machine And by the end of the internship, I had caught the attention of the executive producers because I was reliable and I would add value. And we, as we all know, the most important piece of equipment in any creative environment is the coffee machine. Yes. So I had accidentally zeroed in on like the thing people like needed and wanted the most. And so that's my advice now to anybody who's getting started or anyone even far in their career is instead of looking at what's the big picture? Like, how am I going to be the most famous, best? You know, I've never looked at that. I have no idea what my end game is here. What I look at is how can I add value today? What can I do that is right in front of me that will be valuable to this environment? Whatever that is, however lowly the task, that's not like below me. Like that's what I'm going to make my bitch. And the greatest thing is there's no competition for those jobs. Like nobody was fighting me for the coffee machine. Like it wasn't difficult to to do, but it really did get people's attention. And, and so, yeah, I say be the best at the worst. Find that little opportunity and maximize the hell out of it. But while you were changing the coffee filter, did you do monologues from like Jim Carrey (laughs) movies at the top of your lungs so that everybody could hear how funny you were? Yes, I did Ace Ventura and said, look at me. I'm special. Does somebody need a cup of coffee? And then you spill it all over yourself. Oh, it's hot. And that is how she got her desk at Comedy Central. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I mean, that was sort of the level of buffoonery taking I can't. Place. I can only imagine. I can yeah, only imagine. Bad. Like I said, I've taken a lot of improv classes in yeah, my life. Yeah, you know. You yeah. know. Anybody uh, trying to break into the comedy, please do not do bits around the people you are trying to impress in a attempt to impress them. It doesn't work. It falls flat. You just be you be normal and then do your comedy and if you're if you are naturally jim carrey cool 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 do that but it's the like fake putting it on that right it feels fake people know when you're faking shit there's no way around that it's true well tara i feel rejuvenated from within (laughs) i'm so um, glad i know the honeys are going to embrace your book once again the title is a call to action. Buy yourself the fucking lilies. And to me, that ties into the Natch Butte way, which is like, cream your neck. Buy the Osea cream. You know, these are the things we need to do. We deserve it, baby. Yes. So, Tara, please tell us, it. where can we get your book? Where can we follow you? Anything else you want us to know or share? I just want to say that this has been one of the highlights 
maybe shall I say of my life. I have found this conversation invigorating. My favorite podcast probably I've ever been on. I'm so thrilled. Wow. Yes. This you is hear high that, praise. everybody? This is high praise. You can buy the book anywhere books are sold. I'd recommend your indie bookstore that needs your help right now, but it's mm-hmm. also available on Amazon and Kindle and Barnes and Noble, Target, which I love. And people can find me on Instagram, Tara Schuster. And if you go to my website, tarashuster.com, and sign up for my newsletter, you can join Team Lilies, which is a group of us who have decided to put our mental health and self-care first. And it has become this beautiful, beautiful, cool place where we Zoom together and we share inspirations and sometimes we have a delicious drink. And it's been really, really fun. So you can join us there. Well, I want to come do that. Oh, will you please? They would yeah, let's be do, ecstatic. Let's do an event or something. <laughs> oh, I love it. Yes. I love that. Please. Maybe we could like all put sheet masks on or something. I'm there for that. I am Won't there that be for fun? That. Yes. Done. Done and done. Schuster and sheet masks? I don't know. We'll come <laughs> up with something. Yeah, you're, Great. You, you'll know the branding and like how to really how I to love do a it. title. Yes. And I will say for people who love a, like a beautiful book... As we were discussing earlier, there are beautiful flowers all over the book. So if you color coordinate your books, you know, where where do you put this one, Tara? Do you put this one with the black books? It has its own shelf. I see it behind you. There's one here, but on the yeah. other side of the room, I have a complete shelf or like yeah. many shelves of them. But the artist who made the book cover is named Jess Phoenix. And she, her gram is unbelievable. Oh, She's an honey. incredible artist. Just I need that because I love this mood. Like Thank I want you. that as wallpaper. I told her she needs to make a wallpaper. Yes. Yes. I agree. Yes. I and agree. I just want to point out that my book is autographed. Because <gasps> you have a real one. Yeah. Well, I will say this is Ben's copy. It says Ben. Oh. But we're married now. So, so community what's mine property. is his. Well, maybe even I can... Though, even though you did write me one. I just grabbed this one on accident. Okay. I, I, was about one... to... I was like, I feel like you have one. I can go sign one for you, you but you I feel like you have one. You signed one for me, okay. but I must have grabbed the Ben copy on my way into the room. It's okay. Community property, man. Community property. Community property. What Thank day's you. your birthday? December 21st. So are you a Cap or a Sag? Sag. Okay, because Ben's a Capricorn. He's the 28th. Oh, I, so like, this is a part of my education I don't have. I don't yeah, know anything. I only know ones that like matter to me and the people around me. I don't know Got a it. ton of them. Like I don't, I couldn't tell you anything about Aries. <laughs> I'm sure they're great. I just don't know. Like, I just don't know. What yeah. are you? A Scorpio, baby. <laughs> yes. I love Yes. <laughs> body roll, body roll, body roll in the chair. <laughs> Tara, this was a delight. I'm going to let you go, but we'll do some kind of sheet mask event yeah, together. Yeah, thank you for having me. And all the honeys can come. Yes, thank you I'm for so having pleased. Me. This was so thank fun. Thank you. And thank you to all the honeys out there for your time. Thank you for listening to Nashville. You deserve to be happy. Buy yourself the fucking lilies. Buy yourself the anti-aging body bomb, honey. You deserve to be happy. Yeah, I'm talking to you. And don't forget to cream that neck and keep your fringe fresh. Tara, do you cream your neck? I do cream my neck. Your neck looks youthful as fuck. I mean, it looks so beautiful. It's all that cream. It's following your advice. I had the call to action. I took it. I took it on. Cream the neck. Buy the lilies. Live your best fucking life, honey. 
We love.